Welcome to Good Enough-ish. I'm Brooke Forey. And I'm Amanda Jefferson. We are two organization-loving friends sharing tips, strategies, real-life experiences, and fails of trying to be good enough-ish at everything we juggle in life. I own Indigo Organizing. I help busy people simplify their lives at home and at work. I co-own Curious & Company Creative, a branding design firm, and I created the Balance Bound Planner that helps you get organized and prioritize self-care. You can find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish, and you can find the show notes over at goodenoughish.com. If you have questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498. So let's start the show. Let's do it. Hey, Amanda. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Got through a little bit of a a rough patch this morning, not going to lie. What happened? So I was on my way coming to your house. Um, I was making my breakfast this morning, and I was placing my Wawa sugar-free latte order on the app. Oh, no. And all of a sudden, it said, no longer available. Brooke. For both that and the iced sugar-free latte. So I'm like, okay, what's happening? So I was like, okay, maybe it's just at my Wawa. I will check some of the other Wawas that are en route to <laughs> Because your house. there's like four in your oh, one-mile radius. <laughs> yeah, there's several. And especially like on the way to your house, there's probably eight. Yes, that's yeah. true. Isn't I mean, that crazy? Honestly. So no other Wawas had it. And I had a you little build bit your of- life around <laughs> this drink. <laughs> it's like, you know, a few times a week. I let myself get it maybe like three times a week. Yeah. And I just... I, I didn't know what to do with myself. I was so upset. And Nick was like, what's the problem? And he actually has off this week from work. And I'm like, it's not available. And he's like, it's fine. It's just, it's just a drink. And I was like, no. It's, it's not just a it's drink. It's not just a drink. It's a bright spot. It's become a ritual. It's self-care. It's self-care. It's a ritual. It's, you know, I'm a creature of habit. So when yes. things do not go my way, I get a little upset. So... I'm going to double check right now, actually. If just, She's on the app. Because I feel like it was a glitch. She's but anyway, I'm on the app. So Nick was like, okay, settle down. <laughs> We're going to solve this problem. Let me walk up to Wawa because I was still making my breakfast and finishing packing up my stuff to come here. He walked up to our local Wawa for me. They still had it on the little order screen. He ordered my sugar-free salted caramel latte or just sugar-free latte. Nope. Sugar-free caramel oh, latte. Yeah. No salted. Yeah. Came home with it. Everything was okay. I picture you like on the couch, like <laughs> like with your knees shaking in anticipation of like, will he? Is he going to come through? Is I this mean, it happen? wasn't that bad. But look, <laughs> look, look, I'm looking at your Wawa too, and it says items no longer available. So it's like they've discontinued this on the app, but you can still order it inside the store. Brooke, I feel like a call into Wawa customer service may be in order. Oh, yeah. I know some people, too. <laughs> I mean, you can't be from Delco and not know some no. people. Yeah, Nick has a friend who works for Wawa. Like He travels to a bunch of the different stores, so we're going to give him a little call. But this was unplanned, but it really lends itself to our topic for today. Yes. Which is the five love languages. The five love languages. Yeah. So mine, obviously, is acts of service. Yes. That Nick going and getting that coffee for me, calming my tizzy, 
definitely um, was a very, a bright spot to my morning. Yes, but I do, I'm so excited to dive into the five love languages, but I have a question for you. So the next time that it's time for you to get your coffee, what are you going to do? I guess I have to go in the store, physically go, tap in my order on the little screen and then wait for it like the common folk do. That's Instead of driving up in my car, walking in and grabbing it off the shelf or have someone deliver it to my car, which I try not to do that. But as we've discussed on the last episode, I paid my dues and I earned that you that earned curbside that pickup. Curbside. But I don't do it all the time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I guess you're I'll prepared have to, for next time. I'm prepared. But then what if they they stop altogether? Altogether, it's gonna be. I'm gonna have. Yeah. Like we said, I'm gonna have to talk to. Someone. It's gonna be a major pivot. It's yeah. Or I'm gonna have to like check out what the other coffee places have to offer. I mean, there's definitely some great local coffee shops. But they don't have apps and online right, ordering, right, so right, right, right. I don't know. Might have to change, change my. You may have to adjust. I might, which yeah, it's not always easy. You for might me. have to find a good enough-ish coffee option yes. as you brave the waters yeah. of figuring out what is happening. And even though Wawa is also a chain, it's based locally, so I do feel a little bit more loyalty to them because yes. there's a there's a Starbucks across the street with a drive-through, but right. I refuse. And I bet it would be twice as expensive at Starbucks. Definitely. Yes. Definitely more expensive. I'm a big Starbucks fan, but yeah. I think it would be twice as expensive. Okay. I right. might have to try my local, well, burlap and bean. I did get, sorry, I'm really diving into the coffee thing here, but I had coffee with a friend there last week. Burlap and bean is amazing, an amazing um, little coffee shop in media where I live. And mm-hmm. it was the best. What was it? Caramel latte. I've oh, it was had. a caramel latte. It was. Okay. But it was like real packed with sugar. Okay. So I'm going from, I'm trying to find like a good sugar-free option that I can have a little more Well, often. you know, you can tell them only a certain amount of pumps, Brooke. Okay. So yeah, you I don't say, know this. Yeah, you know this. So at, at, at Starbucks, for example, like the standard is like four pumps, oh. which is a lot. See, so I, I'll ask for one or two pumps. I get really overwhelmed by the lingo. Yeah. Because, I'm, you know, well, I'm still there. in a place like Burlap and Bean, you don't have to use the lingo. You can be like, okay, how many pumps of caramel do you typically put in? Can I have half of that? Okay. All yes. right. Because I do feel, I, you know, I'm, I'm a little green and sometimes <laughs> I feel dumb. Like anytime I go to Starbucks and I stumble over what an order, what my order might be, I just feel like I don't fit in there. Yeah. Because they're very, I mean, the double mocha. Yes. Skinny. I don't. I don't know what any I think of they that have means. Fun with people that don't know the lingo, okay. because I think people. Yeah. Anyhow. Oh anyway. Okay. Okay. Let's bring it back <clears throat> to the five love languages. Yes. Do you want to tell us what the five lang- love languages are and what where it came from? Yeah. So I had to do a little bit of research because I didn't really remember when, but it came into the scene in the early nineties, mm. and it was written by a man named Gary Chapman. And what he discovered in his, you know, I think he's a marriage counselor. And what he discovered in his counseling sessions with couples was that people were misunderstanding the other person's needs. Like you like to be loved in a certain way. And so you would love the other person that way. And it turned out that it was the exact opposite of the way that that person needed to be loved. So he identified that there's these sort of five love languages that we all have. And you can take a little quiz And you can figure out which one is yours. Mm -hmm. And then you can use that to actually communicate what you need in a relationship and actually love the other person in the way that they need to be loved. Mm -hmm. So the five love languages are, we already know the first one is one of yours, acts of service, words of affirmation, physical touch, quality time, 
and gift giving. So those are the five love languages. Yeah. All important. All important. But and I think you can even, sometimes you don't even really need to read the book no. to just, you can kind of get it. I never read the book. Right. I know. <laughs> when it's about this kind of stuff, it's like, this could just be an article. Yes. Yeah. This could be an article. Cliff's notes. Cliff's notes. Yeah. Cliff. I mean, I think they're all pretty self-explanatory, but so what are, what are your main, um, what are your main love languages? Yeah. Mine are definitely acts of service yeah. and words of affirmation. So for example, um, I have a fancier car than my husband does. Mm -hmm. So he likes to take my car whenever it's free. Um, and he always fills the gas tank up. Love that. Oh, love that. Mm -hmm. And I get in there and I'm like, oh. and he doesn't even tell me anymore. It's like his little surprise for me. Cute. And I just love that. That's just one less thing. Yeah. We're right. always talking about one less thing. Good job, Fernando. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, I think one of his is words of affirmation because if I say to him, like, you filled up my gas tank, that's awesome. I appreciate it so much. That like feels, you know, that makes him happy. Yeah. If instead I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever, thanks. Like that, you know, so words of affirmation is his as well. And so the words of affirmation is mine as well because I feel like I do a lot mm -hmm. and I just like hearing thank you. Yes. I like hearing like, wow, that was really helpful. Thank you so much for doing that. So that means a lot to me. Yeah. That's definitely one of mine too, in terms of just hearing something that you're not expecting, yeah. getting that gratification um, and validation. Like, as we know, I'm, you know, a tad of an, a tad bit of an anxious person, a little bit socially awkward. So when someone tells me that I'm doing a good job or being a good friend or something that is not necessarily like, I'm not asking for this feedback, but yes. when it's given, those words of affirmation are so important to me to like, okay, I'm, I'm doing the right thing. I'm being a good friend. Um, and it's nice to hear that all the emotional labor doesn't go unnoticed because we do, we do carry a lot of that. Yes. The emotional load of just like running a household and coordinating the kids stuff and like stuff that sometimes our partners don't even know we do because we just, we just do it. Mm -hmm. And you know, the things like remembering the clothing sizes and the shoe uh. sizes and switching over. I think I've talked about this before, but like switching over the clothes from the different season and like figuring out if we need the snow pants and all of that stuff. Yes. Those are the things that I try to do in advance and nobody notices it because then the first day of winter will come and everybody has what they need and it's just boom magic yes. mommy did it mommy magic mommy magic but when my husband actually notices and gives me those words of affirmation like hey thank you so much for getting those boots off of you know the facebook um free we you know we have a lot right. of those, those local buy groups, groups the buy nothing groups and it's Sometimes it seems silly that I'm looking, I'm like hunting for stuff in October. And he's like, why are we putting more stuff in our basement? Because you're doing your future self a favor, I'm Brooke. I'm doing my future self a favor. And then when that first snow day arrives, my kids are ready to go and run around outside. Yes. So those little little words of affirmation that, hey, that thing you did months ago that made our lives easier today. Yes. Was awesome. And sometimes I do go fishing for those words of affirmation. I mean, like sometimes I'll look at Fernando and be like, just FYI. <laughs> 
I completed the field trip application. I remembered to put Isabel's recorder in her bag. I identified a yellow t-shirt that she needs to wear for a field day. And mm-hmm. I booked her braces appointment. Wink, wink. And yeah. he's like, oh, wow, that's a lot. Thank well, you. Otherwise, sometimes if you don't say it, they, you know, your they don't know doesn't Because you're just over there doing all your mommy magic and... They're just like, oh, yeah, it just all happens magically. It does. (laughs) And it's not even just for moms or, you know, people with kids. I think that um, so many of the little household things that we do probably go unnoticed because like, well, and, and it depends on the relationship. Like I end up doing a lot of the indoor cleaning. Nick does a lot of the yard work and, and stuff outside of the house. Yeah. And he does like the car maintenance and things like that. But, you know, sometimes if the bathroom's clean and nobody notices, yeah. I, I would love if someone was like, wow, the bathroom smells extra fresh today. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I know. I also learned, and I wonder if for, if for men, words of affirmation tends to be a bigger one, even though I don't know that they would ever admit it. So there's that other relationship book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, yes. which I haven't read it in a while, and I wonder if it's a bit outdated in terms of... I think that's also the 90s, wasn't it? Yeah, 90s. But one of the things that I did appreciate in there was that they, again, probably a huge overgeneralization, but it was helpful for me in my relationship where it did say that men need like some boosting up. Like, so for example, if you, you know, say Fernando, like fix the internet or something, um, instead of me being like, oh yeah, thanks. Great. I'm like, oh my God, that was huge. Like, thank you so much for taking care of that because the internet was super slow and now it's working really great. And like, if I really kind of go above and beyond on like, wow, like you, you were the hero today. Two gold stars for you. Two yeah. gold stars. They, I think he responds very positively yeah. to that. I mean, who wouldn't? Right. We all would love a little, yeah. a little extra. Yeah. A little extra affirmation. I'm also... Like gift giving is, I think, one of my um, love languages, but I've kind of fallen off. Well, it's something I love to give gifts. Um, and I used to love like sp- more spontaneous gifts and yeah. kind of thoughtful things that people didn't ask for. We've gotten a little lazy with that. My husband um, and I, we don't really exchange birthday or Christmas gifts. Yeah, we don't either. And we kind of did that as a money-saving thing when the kids were younger and it was, you know, times were tighter um, because we had, you know, we were paying for all the childcare and everything for two kids. And then we just kind of got out of the habit and it became one less thing for each of us to worry about. I do kind of miss the thoughtful gifts. Mm. Um, Nick does not Gift giving is not one of his love languages. He does not care if he receives gifts. Yes, he would prefer not to have to put in the labor to give gifts because he gets anxious about like, I don't know what you want. Just tell me what you want. And I very clearly did for Mother's Day, as you know, that is like we do Mother's Day and Father's Day gifts. Because yeah, I think for you, Mother's Day is more important for you than birthdays, right? Yes, yeah. because I've said everybody has a birthday. Yes. Literally everyone in the world has a birthday, but not everyone's an awesome mom. And mm-hmm. I want recognition for being <laughs> an awesome mom. So, you know, this year, as we know, I I sent him the link to Color Guru and I said, this is what I want. Yes. Here is the discount code yes. for the sale that is currently being offered, please and thank you. And And he was thrilled and he got it for me. And on Mother's Day, you know, I got the message in my inbox saying, here's your gift from Nick. Um, But I would also love if I didn't have to 
kind of uh, present on a silver platter what I would like. So, but mm. that's also his personality is just not that's necessarily. That's not his love language. No. But I will say the best gift he ever gave me was something that I couldn't have even asked for because it was so, uh, so I'll tell you. Okay. So 2011, we were moving out of our apartment at the time and moving into our house that we currently live in. And, um, we were going through, you know, I do have some pack rat tendencies. Uh-huh. We, were, we were going through some of the things yep. and I had a crate under our bed that had cassette tapes. Okay. I think at that point I did have a cassette player in my car, but it was like, you know, you're not going to listen to these. No. But I got a little sentimental. There were some mixtapes from friends that uh, meant tapes. a lot to me. I think I did save a couple of those. But one of the tapes that I got rid of was Debbie Gibson out of the blue. I was like a huge Deb fan. Oh, yeah. I was in the DGIF, Debbie Gibson International Fan Club. Okay, didn't know about that. Okay, she was my first concert when I was, I think, eight. I remember what I wore, wore my new Whoa. LA Gear sneaker. LA Gear. A teal shirt. Teal. I'm I mean, still, the teal goes way back Going way back, side ponytail. Like, it was like the day of, it, it was like a dream come true for eight-year-old Brooke. So... It was really Wait hard. a second. I know where you're going with this. Okay, keep going. Okay. Okay. So I was like sentimental about it. And then I was like, no, you're right. It's just a cassette tape that I'm not going to listen to. Like this is just a little object that has sentimental meaning to me, but it's it's not something I can even play anymore. I can find her music on, you know, whatever streaming service in the, in the trash it went. Well, this was, we were moving... At the beginning of December, which was a terrible time to move, mm-hmm. I had also just had a miscarriage. So mm. I was pretty emotional. Mm. And Christmas morning, I open up a little shadow box frame with the Debbie Gibson tape in the shadow box. So he took it out of the trash. He went immediately downstairs, like in our garbage area, and removed it from the trash and put the cassette tape that like, you know, still looks like it's been like half played and it is in a shadow box frame that lives on my dresser. It was the most thoughtful gift. It probably cost him $10 to go buy a frame. Like it's not about the money. It it was about the thoughtfulness that went into that. So, you know, he may not like the stress of gift giving, but that gift for years and years is something that that I look at every morning on my dresser and I'm like, that was the sweetest. Okay. I have several things to say. First of all, yeah, like gift giving. So I think the pressure of like, it's Christmas, it's birthday, like you have to, but he, it was like, there was a moment and he took that moment and then he was, so he didn't have the pressure of some sort of fabricated date on the calendar. Second thing I want to say, didn't he, am I making this up? Didn't he buy a cameo for you one year where Debbie Gibson was singing happy (laughs) birthday to you? That was my brother. That was was for my 40th birthday. So I definitely have a history of some Debbie Gibson related (laughs) gifts. Because that's what I thought you were going to say that that's what he did. Okay. No, for my 40th birthday, my brother got me a cameo. I wake up on my 40th birthday and there's a text message from my business partner, Terry, saying like, happy birthday, amazing, um cameo and like at that time I wasn't even thinking I was like what's a cameo right so I open Facebook 
And it took me even a second to realize who it was. She's like, hey, Brooke Forey. Oh, my gosh. Debbie Gibson here. And I was like, oh, and she went on. She sang a medley for me. I say for me, but then like (laughs) you could totally go to Cameo and see that she does the same thing for everyone. She has the same spiel for everyone. But it was for you, Brooke. It was for me. It was amazing. And yeah, so I have some like great Debbie memories. And, you know, if my husband hadn't done that with the Debbie Gibson tape, I probably I it would have been forgotten, but the fact that he did it, yeah, was incredible. So yeah. those little, you know, that was that was a gift giving love language, you know, right thing that really stuck with me. Right. And it was at such a hard time for us. We were still so sad about the miscarriage, and I opened it and just totally bawled. It was, it was very sweet. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And that same Christmas, sorry, I'm going to ramble on about that. That same this uh, same Christmas, I gave him a vintage framed map of Media Borough because it showed both of our homes where we were moving from the apartment and our new house. And then on the back, I wrote this really sweet poem that I wrote about our move and how hard oh of a year gosh, it was. You wrote a poem. And I totally forgot about it until we redecorated last year and I moved the frame and I turned it around. I was like, oh my gosh, look how thoughtful I was. <laughs> so that was like 2011, man. That was like that our was peak, your peak thought gift giving year. I feel year. like you're getting a little bit inspired to <sighs> perhaps, I don't know. Oh, I, I kind of see some perhaps gotta, thoughtful gifts in your future. Okay. Maybe yeah. I got to get thoughtful again. Yeah. Oh, another super. Th- Can I just toot my own horn one more Please. time? So also the same year of my 40th, um, Nick turned 42, but a week after me. So we have close together birthdays and he's not ever expecting a birthday gift. But because it was the middle of the pandemic, this was like early pandemic, pre-vaccines, yes. um, I he had always joked about how he wanted those, one of those inflatable dinosaur T-Rex costumes. Uh-huh. So I bought him that and it has provided <laughs> so much joy for the last two years. I feel he, like I've seen pictures of him like walking down the street with the kids in it. And, yeah. yeah we, uh-huh. He breaks it out on Fridays to pick up the kids from school. Whoa. It's a real neighborhood crowd pleaser. <laughs> so yeah. So I guess my, my gift giving love language I'm hasn't totally fallen say, apart. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like gift giving might be one of your guys' love languages. Maybe. I think the trick with these things, for example, is like, so say, you know, your love language is not gift giving, but your husband keeps coming home with like diamond bracelets and flowers or whatever. And you're like, thanks, thanks. But what I really need is some acts of service or some words of affirmation. I think that's where like the hiccups happen or like physical touch. Like if one person in the relationship is really touchy-feely and the other person's kind of like, it's like a little bit too much for me, especially in public. So the other person takes it as a rejection, but it's really just that it's not their love language. And so I think that's the trick is like in, in, in Fernando and I's case, I think we both have pretty similar love languages. Yeah. But I think when they're opposite, that's when it can get tricky and recognizing that helps you realize that it's not personal. Yeah. It's just the way that we kind of need different things. Yeah, we never did, like, we never read the book together, but some um, sort of, like, marriage uh, thing that we did at his church before we got married, um, it was like a group workshop thing, was when we first really learned about the love languages. And it was like, you know, it definitely clicked that we understood it. So I think it's more common these days for people to know about it and understand it when they're in a relationship, but it was it was eye-opening for us. Yes. Yeah. 
So send us a voicemail or a text. Brooke <gasps> reminded me that you can actually text our phone number and mm-hmm. tell us, do you know your love languages? Do you know your partner's love languages? Some people even use these with kids. There's even a book, The Five Love Languages for Kids. Um, so we'd love to hear. Do you yeah. use them? You know, what have you learned? And I would love to hear other people's like heartwarming stories of of a love language expressed. Like mine was the gifts. You have to beat Debbie Gibson cassette I mean, tape framed in a shadow box. That's yeah. what the level that we're working That's with really here. Sweet, super <laughs> sweet. Oh, I come back to that. You know, sometimes when I'm in a bad mood or a little frustrated, I'm like, okay, all right. He, he did dug remember Debbie Gibson out of the trash. He did dig Debbie, Deb, dig Debbie, dig <laughs> Debbie out of the trash. She's a real fun social media follow. BT Dubs. She's really. She's hilarious. Well, yeah. we're gonna tag her on this episode. Maybe we'll. Maybe you should listen to this oh episode, gosh. Brooke. Would you die? Debbie, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I mean, I feel like we need to recreate the side ponytail and the LA. I can do it. Uh The LA gear sneaks. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. To be, to be continued. Okay. All right. (laughs) Let's take a break. Okay. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Good Enough-ish podcast with Amanda Jefferson and Brooke Forey. Visit goodenoughish.com for show notes with information from each episode, as well as links to all the places where you can find us on the internet. Now back to the show. We're back. We're back. Junie is in full-on Brooke adoration mode. Yeah. I might be changing what's sparking joy right now. It might just be (laughs) these loving stares from Junie the dog. We don't put enough pictures of Junie in the show notes. I'm just saying. You know what? That would probably help our social media (laughs) because, you know, everybody loves to appreciate her bulging eyes. All right. I'll take some pictures of the bulging eyes. (laughs) She's like, what, me? (laughs) Anywho. So Let's talk about what is sparking joy for you right now, Brooke. So in addition to Junie the dog, what's sparking joy for me is the Deep Dive podcast. You've told me about this and I haven't listened yet. So I started binge listening a couple months ago. So it's with, it's hosted by Jessica St. Clair and June Diane Raphael, who are both actresses, um, Jessica St. Clair, I knew from a show called Playing House that was short-lived but so good. Nick and I both loved it years ago. And it was, I think it unfortunately only had two seasons. Mm. But it co-starred her bestie, Lennon Par- Parham, Parham. I'm from Delco. I say Parham. <laughs> um, who I also love. She was most recently in a show called Minx on HBO Max, okay. which was fabulous. But so like I knew her and then June Diane Raphael is from Grace and Frankie. So I started listening because I think um, the women of Forever 35 had mentioned it and it is so enjoyable. I think, you know, I started listening to it after we launched this podcast, yeah. but once I listened to a few episodes, I was like, wow, they're kind of, you know, coming from the same place. They're too... Busy, tired moms yeah. where, you know, not all of our topics revolve around being moms, but like, you know. It's just it, a big part of who we are. It's part of who we are. And they are just hysterical. There's a lot of times where I like will be, you know, drinking my coffee or drinking some water and I snarf laughing because <laughs> they say something that is just so ridiculously off the wall. They're so funny. They also cry and get emotional. Oh, and we it's just cried yet. We haven't. Brooke. Maybe we need a 
tearjerker. I thought this you were going to tear. I thought you were choking up a little bit when we were talking about Debbie Gibson. At Maybe one point, you know, a smidge today on a very special episode <laughs> of Good Enoughish. Um, no, we haven't cried yet, but I'm sure you know. Okay. It, maybe it's coming. Um, but it's just really enjoyable. And so I've been, I love like discovering a new podcast and then going back to the first episode yeah. and then just listening through anytime I get a moment to listen to something. So I haven't been listening to as many audiobooks lately because I've just right. been working my th- way through their archives. Highly recommend. Yes. So enjoyable. Yes. And you also have to listen to it. Oh, and June Diane Raphael also created the Jane Club, which is really great. Um, Online community for women business owners. Ooh. Yeah. We need that. Yeah. You would be an amazing speaker on their roster of, I think they have like, you know, different presentations and speakers every so often. I don't know if they have like a physical location in LA where they're based or if it's strictly online, but Mm. yeah, great little, great little community. Okay. I'm definitely going to listen to it. I have been heavy into the audibles lately, so that's been sucking up a lot of my podcast time. Yeah. I go, I like, I go back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. I was loving, um, you know, I love my memoir audiobooks and I have quite a few lined up that I need to listen to soon, but yeah, I've been in, in more podcast mood lately. So yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited. How long is it? Um, their episodes are usually like an hour plus. Okay. So, you know, if I'm in the car going back and forth, like I'll start one. I don't always finish an episode in one sitting. Yeah. They have some good interviews too. Most, I feel like the majority of their episodes are just the two of them talking like it is with us. Right. You know, we love just the good chatty banter I just love the chatty banter. I love anything where I feel like I'm sitting in a room with someone and I like want to contribute to the conversation. Yes. Which people have said that about our podcast. They have. So that makes some good reviews over there on our, yeah, we do. Yes. Don't forget to leave a review on (laughs) Apple Podcasts. What are you doing to do your future self a favor these days? So I was confusing you a little bit when I told you what I wanted (laughs) to talk about. I want to talk about pumps, Brooke. Yeah. I was like, shoes, breast pumps? No. What are (laughs) No, not shoes. No. Not pumps are not doing anybody a future favor. No, not really. They're terrible. No. And do do people even say pumps? For shoes? Yeah, I think they so. Yeah, uh-huh. it feels kind of 80s. Anywho, you also wondered if I was talking about breast pumps. Yeah. I was like, we're past that. No, what I'm talking about is um, pumps for products like dish soap, shampoo and conditioner, body wash, yes. hand sanitizer. You know, we talk a lot about friction on our on our podcast and pumps are putting a product in a pump is an awesome way to eliminate friction. And the first place to definitely start is your dish soap. So we just got a new sink. So I used to have my dishwashing liquid Mm -hmm. in a pump instead of having that bottle that you open and then turn upside down and all of that. I had it in a pump, like a glass pump that I would get from Grove Collaborative. Okay. And then I upgraded because we had to get a new kitchen sink. So now I have one of those dispensers that's in the sink itself. Nice. And it just eliminates a lot of friction. Space saver too. Space saver. What do you have your dishwashing liquid in? We actually have ours in a um, one of those like olive oil. Oh, 
things nice. that, yeah, but it's been getting clogged too often lately. Like it looks nice on the sink because it's one of those yeah. olive oil dispensers that has the little spout, but it gets clogged too often. So if we can find a nice looking pump, I'm going to have to check out what you recommend. Yes. Maybe we can post some in our show notes. Yes. Um, a nice glass pump dispenser. Yes. What you nice. can also do in a pinch, I really like the method dish soap dispensers. Okay. And you can um, just even tear the label off of it. Yeah. And then just refill it. Those okay. are nice too. I like that. Yeah. Because we use Blue Dawn, which is magical. Have I talked about my love of Blue Dawn? It feels like you need to. That'll have to be a future episode. It is like the best stain stain removal hack ever is Blue Dawn. It is magical. You know, those commercials where it's like, um, it's got the duck with the oil from an oil spill and like the Blue Dawn is gentle enough on the Blue Dawn. On the Blue Duck. On the Duck. to keep it safe, but it gets all the oil off of it. It really, yes. It's a magical solution. Anyway, okay. so we use Blue Dawn. Um, but yeah, you know, as I'm thinking about it, what I really like about the method pump too is that if you have little kids, it's good because it has kind of a wide bottom yeah. and a wide pump to the top. So like little hands can handle that pretty yeah. well too. It doesn't get knocked over as Not easily. That- kids are washing dishes when no. they're little. Yeah, no. I was so, say but mine, anyway. Mine aren't doing that yeah. yet. But I also like it for shampoo and conditioner. So whenever I buy shampoo and conditioner, I buy, you know, the big kind of economy ones because yes. those are the ones that tend to have the pumps. And then if I can't find, you know, and then I will often for the refills just pour it back into that pump. It just eliminates a lot of that, you know, when you're in the shower, the turning over and the shaking out yeah. and all of that. And even... I really, I don't know how it's pronounced, but I love the Jason body wash. Mm, I don't know that one. Um, and it has, it's like, it's, it has like a two dots above the A or the L. Okay. So maybe it's pronounced a little different than right. Jason. Jason. <laughs> you're, you're always adding. I don't you were know. telling me about your makeup today, which like I've been saying like il maquillage. <laughs> like, but you said, how did you say it? I said il maquillaje. I mean, because in Spanish. So much more elegant. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have to talk about this on a future episode, but I tried that, whatever it is, however you pronounce you it, say I tried it your way again. Il maquillaje. So much better. Because I think that's Italian, but in Spanish you say um, it's el maquillaje. So I just, yeah. <laughs> whenever I don't know how to pronounce something, I just pronounce it in Spanish and hope for the best. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, um, yeah, so I tried that new foundation and highlighter today. So I'll have to um, talk about that. But anyway, that is doing your future self a favor is just about buying these products in pump form to avoid the annoying dump over, bend over. Yeah. Well, so I have to say with a lot of the curly girl products that I use, like our shower is just filled with different potions. Yes. It drives Nick crazy. And I'm wondering if I should invest in some sort of thing that goes on the like shower wall oh, yeah. that has pumps yeah. because one of the, um, the condition or the shampoo that I used this morning, it's actually like a no poo. Um, I forget the name of it. I should really look this stuff up before we talk. <laughs> um, but it comes in just like a plastic jar. So I have to take the lid no. off, kind of scoop it out. And it's great in my hair, but that 
causes friction both for me because it's annoying to get it out of the little jar. Yeah, it's slippery. Yeah, it causes friction for Nick because he hates that it's like one more thing on the side of the tub because it's like different days. I'm using different things in my hair and I like to keep them within reach. So maybe I need to invest in some sort of wall mounted thing, mounted thing that has refillable pumps that I can yes. just dump the stuff in there, gets it off of the the side of the tub makes it easier for me to actually use it yes. on a regular wash day. Yeah, like if you've ever been to like a YMCA or something like yeah. that, the shower, you'll see that they'll have a wall mounted and it'll yeah. be like shampoo, conditioner, body I wash. That. I need that. I was in a client's house recently where at their sink they had a little cute contraption and it was two clear pumps and one was labeled hand soap and one was labeled dish soap. So it was even sort of like a, you know, a uni. You, what, what am I? What am I, I, I don't know. <laughs> it was a single unit <sighs> gotcha. together. That was nice. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Maybe that's something we'll have to report back on. Maybe I will invest or see what's out there that will work for all my hair stuff. Um, be a little less annoying than the current setup, which is just various bottles and jars everywhere. Okay. We can report out on that because this is episode 17 and we have an A and B update coming up. Um, for episode on episode 20, 20 yeah. so you can update us on, did you do any, that's, I don't, short on time though. So I'm giving you a little bit of time to that's figure right. it out. I can okay. figure, but I mean, it's been causing friction for long enough that I should just get on it. Okay. I should just find something like today and order it. Let's do that. Let's do it. Let's do it together. Okay. okay. We'll report back on episode 20. All right. A very special <laughs> edition. We can't call it that because that's what Gretchen Rubin calls hers. Oh, sorry, Gretchen. I okay. love her, but I can't steal her, you know, her Okay. Well, then we'll ditty. keep it with A and B uh, updates or whatever. Yeah. Neither of us knows what it's called. <laughs> Unless anybody else has a better name. Oh, yeah. Send us a voicemail or a text. Or an email. Or a contact form through our website. <laughs> There's so many options. We got a voicemail the other day, Amanda, and it was really exciting. And I forwarded it to you. I know. One of from, my clients, one of our listeners, super yeah, excited. Yeah. And we got an email from a friend of mine that I shared, the friend who is getting married. And we made a lot of suggestions on what episode number was that with um her Re registry. registry She's going to have an excellent registry. Yes, she is now. So yes. yeah, we love to hear from you. All right. This was a fun one. This was fun. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Good Enough-ish. We will be back each week with new topics, stories, tips, and personal experiences, as well as some good old friendly banter and lots of laughter. Don't forget to find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish. Email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498 with questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes. Thanks for listening. Bye.